It's our WWE Super Showdown 2020 preview and prediction show on the Double Turn Podcast, which starts right now. It's our biannual review of a show happening on a Thursday morning in which I will not be able to watch it live because it's the Saudi Arabia show. It's that time of year. Oh, yeah, and plus there was an event with this name that happened in Australia, yeah. which makes it even more confusing. Absolutely, and not to mention this the, the, this show wasn't even a year ago because Super Showdown in 2019 happened in June. It's the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast, <laughs> Boss Ross and the J-Man. You can tell already how vividly excited we are to go over this show. I even saw that uh, Wikipedia was up to its normal tricks, and that uh, apparently uh, eight hours ago it was Dana Brooke versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match, not for the Intercontinental title. This, because, is, uh, this is accurate. Because, you know, yippee, who knows? <laughs> We are going to go over this show. There are seven matches on the card. And, uh, of course, before I get any further, as I said, Boss Ross and the J-Man. J-Man, how are you, sir? Hey, brother. I'm doing terrific, bro. I'm doing terrific. It's great to see you. How you doing? I, I know that you've been – it's been it's a crazy been week, a, uh, which is something that we say all the time. It's been uh, quite the 72 hours for me. I don't need to go into it, but let's just say I'm uh, lacking in sleep. Facts. Which is always fun. These are facts. For a lot of things. Uh, We do have some news to talk about. We are also going to do triple threat on this show. There will not be a three count on this show because this is the time of year where we have 17 pay-per-views in the span of four months. Absolutely. So uh, this is one of those shows that we always like to do. Even though it's a Saudi show, we do like to do these shows. We like to break down what's going on with the company when they put together a card like this. But... Uh, you can find this show on a lot of different places, on a lot of different platforms. You can find us on our Instagram pages, Double Turn Podcast, Ross the Robots 85, one and only J-Man 19. You can also find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, Radio Public, the Anchor app, and there's always one I forget. Did you say Pocket Casts? I did. Okay. Did you say Radio Public Breaker? Breaker, that's the one I missed. See, there's always one different that I miss every time. Those are lots of places you can check us out. Of course, the J-Man's slaying the game on our Instagram account, the Double Turn Podcast. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. He's even teaching me things, like the repost app. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh, what a Apparently it's what like, a life it's a, it's a changer. Total, look, this is this is how naive I am to social media. Like, I barely use Twitter, Instagram, like, I put up the most basic things on my pages ever. His, his stories are hysterical, because it, he, all he does is post up the jersey numbers of the Edmonton Oilers. Look, NHL <laughs> trade deadline was very important. I was highlighting the fact. That's not me taking a shot at you, I promise. That was not me taking a shot at you. Look, Tyler Ennis, Andreas Athanasiu, and Mike Green are welcome additions to a team that are going to the playoffs. I don't watch the NHL, all right? It's amazing. You should watch them live. That's that's the reason why I don't like the NHL, because I've tried to watch it on TV. It's hard to watch it on TV. But but the highlights, I've said this before. I'll say it again until the day I die. The NHL highlights that they show on SportsCenter are the best highlights they show ever. And I've never had the opportunity to go to an NHL game, but all go. I hear, 
all I hear is that it is the best live action sports experience you can have. It is better than college football. It's better than the NFL. It's better than the NBA. And it's better than Major League Baseball. I agree. I think that the only other experience that I would say that rivals the NHL might be going to an international soccer game, whether or not it's like an international World Cup game or if you're going to... I feel like that's a a whole different level, though. It is. It is because, first of all, you've got like fifteen to 20,000 at at an arena Mm -hmm. as compared to you potentially having more than 55,000 at a soccer stadium. Plus, those people, like, there's the whole chance thing. I mean, it's it's, it's Uh, just like... You are you are attent to something. You are you are super attentive to something for like forty five minutes. Yeah. Then it's just like a party atmosphere. I know. Then it's more straight attentive forty five minutes mm-hmm. of plus of stoppage time. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. And then it's over. And then you all go out and party or just drink away your sorrows. I know. Soccer it's a games totally are, unique experience. It's so weird. And, and 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 games. The craziness about soccer is those games are a lot shorter than you think. Like you think that okay, because you watch a basketball game, what like how long do you usually watch a basketball game for? Like two and a half hours, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. A, a football game typically lasts about three. Baseball mm-hmm. on the on the shorter end of three. Mm-hmm. A, a, a normal nine inning baseball game, unless it's the Yankees versus the Red Sox. Hawks is about ahead, two, two and a half. About two, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you because of the lack of commercials, if you will, in soccer. Mm-hmm. It's it's a you know that's me snapping my fingers just saying it's boom 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 it's very quick it's very interesting and I think it makes you because of the fact because of the lack of goals sometimes it makes you really it forces you to be fully immersed you know that's true it does which by the way in uh, in a hockey game and then I will get us out of this rabbit hole because it started with me having a terrible Instagram game (laughs) um even though there are stoppages yeah. You don't like it. Doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like you're taking breaks. Right. You're just like I gotta catch my breath. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Does mm-hmm. the NHL do they have like, do they have commercial slots that they have to TV get timeouts? To? Yes. They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does, but because I feel like the like the NBA and the NFL, oh my gosh, those commercial breaks can feel forever and a day long. Mm-hmm. Like Major League Baseball. The great thing about Major League Baseball is the only time that they ever go for commercial is During in the between innings. Mm-hmm. is in between innings or when there's a pitcher change. Right. There's going to be less of those this year. Exactly. Goodness. I think they're going they're 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 you have to face at least one batter? No, you have to face three batters unless you end an inning. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah. Man, that whole rule change about them adding somebody into the playoffs, I'm I'm iffy on that. Just think the NFL's trying to go to seven teams as well. I know. I Good know. Times. I know. We are talking wrestling on this show. Sorry that about that, guys. No, no. We we devolved several times on this show. I'm not going to say it was anybody's fault because we do. Look, we've said this several times on this show. Jorge and I are both sports fanatics. Yeah. I feel bad that uh, Luis Severino had Tommy John surgery. He's probably going to be out till 2022. At the rate that he's going at, yep. And not to mention, I don't even know if he's going to be able to throw at 100 miles an hour anymore. You never know. But, of course, we're also excited because spring training is here. Baseball season's back. Uh, Traffic's horrible, though. Right. Yankees fan, Dodgers fan. I just pointed at him for a Yankees fan, me for a Dodgers fan. Mm -hmm. Both screwed over by the Astros. Yeah. They cheated. They sure did. All right. We have news to talk about. (laughs) Lots of it, actually. Uh, We, of course, talked about the fact last week before it actually happened, but we'll just mention it again. 
The Bella Twins are going into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations to them. They join uh, Dave Batista, the NWO. That's all that's confirmed. And that's it confirmed yeah. as of this moment. Yeah, Davey, um, the British Bulldog. That's it's rumors. Th- it's rumors, but mm-hmm. it's not said yet. And you there'll know, be a Warrior Award, and yeah. uh, there'll probably be a legend. I don't know who. I don't know who. Unless they're saying yeah, the legend might, is the that NWO. That might be the Bulldog. Oh, okay. That could be them, too. Yeah. Um, I would say... You know, I've been seeing a lot of hate on social media about the Bella Twins for them getting the HOF spot. For the era they were in and everything they've done for them with their social media presence, the fact that they've branched out, done Total Divas, Total Bellas, makes sense. It makes total sense. It makes total sense. And here's the thing. People are getting mad because Christian's still not in. Hey, if anything, I, I'm i going to tell you this right now. I don't want Christian to go in this year, and I'll tell you the reason why. Because the fact that Batista and the NWO are going in this this year, mm-hmm. Christian's just, he, if if Christian were getting inducted this year, totally be going under the radar and not get fully appreciated the way that he deserves yeah, it. Yeah, and see, I have a feeling he's going to be an under the radar guy anyway. I don't think you see him as a headliner. Maybe that's the disrespect. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying, like that's a name that you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I could see him as a Hall of Famer, but I don't see him as a headliner. I could see him being the second biggest person inducted. And, like, for example, if he were to get inducted this year, he wouldn't be the second biggest inducted. Because here's the thing. Oh, by the way, you and I talked, you and I were trying to figure out when the Hall of Fame ceremony is going to happen. Mm-hmm. They have officially made it clear that it is happening the Thursday before. I was going to say the Thursday before Friday. Duh. But the Thursday before WrestleMania. The Thursday of WrestleMania weekend. That is correct. So it's Hall of Fame, SmackDown, TakeOver, Mania, Raw. So I mean, weekend. I understand why they're doing that. I just, I think that maybe they underestimate the fact. I mean, look, I understand that some people, they go to WrestleMania every year. They take a week off of work and they make it a week long trip. I get it. If I was going to Tampa this year, I would make sure I show up for WrestleMania and take over if I could get tickets. Yeah. Because I've been to WrestleMania weekends where I could not get tickets to take over. Like, it was physically impossible. Which was, oh, uh, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. That was the only one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, no, I get you. I was trying to Sometimes it's out of your control. Yeah. Making people go to a Hall of Fame ceremony on a Thursday, Thursday. though. That's a lot. I know. That's a lot of, thankfully, Tampa doesn't have an NBA team. And I don't know how good the Tampa Bay Lightning Tampa are. Tampa Bay Lightning are one of the best teams in the NHL. Well, they hope. here's to hoping that uh, they are off for three out of those days. Uh, I'd have to check, but that is near the end of the season. Yeah, because the NHL season usually ends right in around early the same April. time as NBA. Correct. Right. Early April. So, um, I know we had a lot more to talk so about. So, the unfortunate news of today is... Samoa Joe got suspended for a violation of the wellness policy for 30 WWE. days. 30 days. I don't know what he failed. It's just a frustrating ordeal going on right now with with me and Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe keeps getting injured. He went ahead and got injured on a table spot that he was filming for a TV commercial a couple of weeks back on top of the concussion that he had gotten from four weeks ago when he went through for a suicide dive. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I'm just I'm starting to go ahead and just think that that's it. This is it. This is it. Starting to think that no more Samoa Joe in, in, in the capacity that we love Samoa Joe in. 
Look, I'll be the first to tell you. Um, you know, Joe's kind of been behind the eight ball even since the NXT days. I mean, but even in the NXT days, he was, he was the first ever two-time NXT champion. I know. He was having classic matches with Balor and Shinsuke and KO. But this was before NXT became a thing where guys said they didn't want to leave. Yeah, I know. So when guys are down in NXT for long chunks of time, there's probably a reason for it. That's a good point. Look. Yeah. As everybody knows on this show, or perhaps if this is the first time you're listening to the show, welcome. I used to be a big fan of the brand that was formerly known as TNA. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle when he was there. Actually, he was in TNA longer than he was at WWE. Yes, believe people it or forget not. about that. When Christian was there. I mean, like I could this. go on and on yeah. and on about. Christopher Daniels. Exactly. Yeah. You could go on and on. whole crew, yeah. He hasn't been the same since he left TNA and went to to NXT in the WWE. He's not seen in the same realm. I I think when he went to NXT, he was seen in that same realm. But I think when he came up to WWE, I mean, look at it this way. And again, this is a guy that is a huge Samoa Joe fan. Mm -hmm. I am a huge Samoa Joe fan. And not not since he came over to NXT. I was a big fan of Samoa Joe when he was in TNA because he was kicking ass and taking names. What was he? Wasn't he undefeated for like a year? That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, I'm a huge Samoa Joe fan, but Samoa Joe has only had one one-on-one match at WrestleMania, and it went for two minutes. And it was last year. Against it's also because Ray was hurt. And it was because Ray was hurt. And if Ray wouldn't have been hurt, I'm calling it right now. Ray Mysterio was defending the United was retaining the U.S. title. It's possible. And and it pisses me off to say that. Well, look. I- I'm here to tell you right now, I don't say this about a lot of people. I think Joe needs to leave WWE. I think I might actually agree with you. And I'm not saying he needs to immediately show up on AEW, because to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know if AEW wants him. I don't know if AEW wants him either, but I think Triple H could use him in NXT. I think Triple H could go ahead and do with Samoa Joe what he's doing with Finn Balor right now. You know where Joe would totally fit right now? NWA. NWA. Absolutely. That's you read not my surprising mind. at all. You read my mind. Not surprising he'd at all. He'd be awesome in NWA. Yes, he would. Plus, he'd be with a lot of guys that he's worked with before. Yeah. Uh, Ken Anderson's there. Scott Steiner's there. Scott Steiner's there. Nick Aldis is there. Or Magnus, whatever you want to call him. Well, he goes by Nick Aldis down yeah, there, right? Same yeah. guy. There's lots of guys over there that he could fit in very nicely. Yeah. And have a lot of really good programs over there. Right, and it's not to say that Samoa Joe has had any failures in WWE. I think he's been... No, I just I, think... I mean, I'm, the, with the, saying that he's been successful is not the best thing to say because, I, to me, success requires more than two NXT title reigns and the United States title reign, you know? But, like, I mean, he had a very successful u- feud with AJ Styles um, in 2018. Um, he's His feud with Brock Lesnar, it was one match... And I get that people think about the fact, oh, that match only lasted six minutes. First of all, it was a big Haas match that you you kind of expected it to go that way. And what the damage that he did to Brock Lesnar in that match was absolutely great. Um, the promos that him and Paul Heyman cut against one another were fantastic. Those were good promos. They were great promos. People forget about that. The fatal five-way that he had to win the number one contendership, that he it was him. It was, oh, his feud with Roman Reigns has been fantastic. The feud that he's had with Roman Reigns in the past had, has produced many quality matches, not named the Backlash match. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fatal five-way was him, 
Wyatt, Roman, Rollins, and Balor. They killed it. That was one of the top three 2017 matches of the year. Easily. Oh, and not to mention the fatal four-way that he had with Strowman and Brock and Roman that, at SummerSlam that, that year. So it's hard to say that his run in WWE has been a quote-unquote failure, but it has definitely not been his TNA, not even close to his TNA run. Mm-hmm. Not even close. But th- any, anyways, Samojo suspended 30 days. Um, on a very, very good set of news, it is the GOAT's birthday today. Woo! Good old Ric Flair, 71, 71 years old. For the nature boy. Would you do me a favor? Would you unplug those headphones? Absolutely. Please? Thank you. Annoying the hell out of me. I apologize about that. Nobody, you know, a little behind the scenes there. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yes, Ric Flair is turning 71 today. Of course, last year was the big 7-0. I believe it was this time last year where he was having massive health concerns. Yes. I actually thought we were going to lose him a year ago. That is correct. So last year, this year is one year. Also, I didn't mention this to you, but today, a year ago, Roman Reigns came back and announced he was in remission. That's amazing. That is fantastic. That was a year ago. Isn't it crazy? It's unbelievably cool. And not to mention, that was the same episode that Batista came back and did his... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that freaking the awesome backstage when Ric Flair didn't come out for his birthday celebration because he was getting dragged in the back by Batista. Which set up the WrestleMania match. Yeah. Uh, that everybody knew Dave was going to lose. Yeah. 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 Because your boy, Triple H, <laughs> had to get his win back. Oh, gosh. All those years later. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Anything else that we got in news, brother? Was that it? Was that all that we discussed? I think that was. I think that's it. Yeah. I do. So, there um, we go. That's all the news that we have. Oh, just, and you know what? Shout out to Maria Canales, because it also is her birthday. Uh, Maria Canales, wife of Mike Canales. How old did we say she was? 38. 38. Yep. Interesting. 38 years young. Congratulations to her. Brand new mom for a second time. Mom for a second time, excuse me. I mm-hmm. shouldn't say that. And then I know that we mentioned Kathy Kelly left WWE last week. Her last day was TakeOver Portland. Right. She was on. She was actually, it's funny that you mentioned Maria Menounos earlier when we were discussing um, Maria Canales because Ross over here got Maria Menounos and Maria Canales confused, which to be fair, it's, it makes sense why he would. Yeah. It makes sense why he would. It's fine. But uh, I think she was on Maria Canales' either YouTube channel or her podcast, okay. and Maria Menounos interviewed her, and she was asking her, why'd you leave? Um, and it, she has no ill will towards WWE. She loves this place. But you and I discussed this on the show last week that there's a huge difference between Kathy Kelly and Renee Young. No doubt. Yeah, Kathy Kelly is the type of girl, to me, like, first of all, she talked about she wants to be an actress and she wants to get into more TV. You and I literally said the words she'd be better off doing, like, stuff for Hollywood entertainment or anything like that, like being on E! And then Renee Young, even though she would be fantastic at what we just said Kathy Kelly wants to do, mm-hmm. Ka- Renee Young is sports. Renee Young is what Charlie Caruso wants to be. That's the best way to put it. So let me ask you a question yeah. before we move on. Have you missed Renee Young at the commentary desk? Because I haven't. I haven't, but not because I thought she was bad, but just because she's so freaking fantastic on backstage. No, and that's what I'm saying is it it comes back to you may want to do certain things, but if you're really good at certain things, then why would a company put you in a position where they're basically taking an addition and making it a subtraction? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you on that. And not to say she was, again, like you said, not to say she wasn't good because I thought she developed some great chemistry with Corey Graves. But I thought that you said this a lot, even though she's Michael Cole's protege, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's a great sign of respect, obviously, that, you know, Michael Cole took her under, took her under his wing. And I'm sure that if Michael Cole were to leave and then you put Renee with Corey Graves, that would be dope. But there was it was just too much of Cole and Renee that you had to ingest. It was it, it was too much of the same thing where Corey had to then like overly be the antagonist to make everything balance out. Whereas when he was on SmackDown with um Tom Phillips and with Bar- Byron, Tom, even though he's a babyface, was so different to Saxton. Graves didn't have to fully balance it out the same way he had to on Raw. It was very, it was very interesting. By the way, I have to say this: I like Vic Joseph. I hope he does well. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to have Phillips back on Raw or Phillips back on the commentary booth. Mm-hmm. I love Tom Phillips. He absolutely deserved to stay there. Can't believe I'm going to say this. We need to do something about Jerry Lawler. It ain't, it ain't working for me. Which is funny because actually a lot of people have liked him being back. I did, but I feel like there's too many flubs happening. Or maybe it's just me noticing it that it happens when he's by himself when he's doing a contract signing. Maybe I just need to say, WWE, stop putting him as the mediator for a contract signing. Maybe it's that. How about let's just stop doing contract signings? That's not ever going to, you know that's never going to happen. So if we are going to do that, can we please get somebody in there that is comfortable with doing the contract signings because no disrespect to one of the greatest of all time behind the mic mm-hmm. he's too old to be doing these contract signings like you you watched him do the women's con- women's elimination chamber contract signing yesterday mm-hmm. it was brutal it was brutal. i've seen worse i know so have i so have i but involving so vince don't even get me started on that but you have so many different options like Bring in Kayla. Have Kayla do the contract signing. Bring in Saxton because that way you still have Lawler and Phillips on the in the commentary booth mm. and say, hey, one of Saxton's strengths is actually being able to interview people. He's always been good at that. I know you hate him behind the booth as an analyst or color, color commentator, excuse me, but at least with the interview, like he can make that work, no problem. He's done that in the past. Or hell, you bring in Charlie instead of having to work all the backstage stuff, you just give her more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. It works out Perfectly, but I like my idea better. I'm sure a lot of people would probably no more uh, no more contract signings. That being said, mm-hmm. um, also gonna, also yo, don't have a babyface cut a promo where she throws money out of a bag. That's so How last about week, that. Bro? That's so last. I don't week. care. We didn't get to talk about it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just being him. Becky just Lynch and Seth him. Rollins being off TV. Remember that conversation? Yeah. How about that? Was that last week too? That was yesterday. Good. I hope they both lose their belts and go away for a while. Then maybe, maybe I'll appreciate them being back. Doubtful, but maybe. Hey, by the way, how's Kofi Kingston doing these days? Okay, actually, I knew you were going to say that. I w- okay, let me tell you something. Oh, my God. Ooh, he's a tag count. team champion. We got to get the triple threat here in a second. We will. We will. But here's the thing. So I was driving my little shuttle on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, not a, actually, it's a big shuttle, but that's not the point. Fake Jamaican accent. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. I'm what? driving. And I was Not thinking, you, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, and I was driving. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to preface that. <laughs> it's sorry. Okay. I don't Go know ahead. why, but whatever. 
I was Oh, because it was part of the promo that the Usos did. That's a good point. Remember how they're friends and then they're enemies and they're friends and they're enemies and they cut <laughs> promos on each other, but it's all in good fun. I hate that. Go on. Even though you're the one that says New Day and the Usos need to feud for Yes, the Usos need to be heels and run the penitentiary <laughs> all the time and be badass heels and crush the New Day who are, we're jolly baby faces, sing to our song, yeah! But you love Biggie. I do love Big E. He needs to beat up Kofi Kingston to be a single star. All right. That's this needs to happen, happen ASAP. I've been saying I'm sorry. I interrupted you again. It's okay. It's okay. So I'm driving. And then I was thinking to myself, Ross is going to go ahead and say something in the next few weeks having to do with the fact that Kofi Kingston is a tag team champion and is nowhere near the main event scene. Thank God. That's, I knew you were going to say that. And I was just wondering when it was going to finally f- come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, you know, it's funny that he says that, but there's multiple main eventers out there that are main eventers one year and they are doing jack crap Mm -hmm. the next at Mm -hmm. WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. For example, Randy Orton. Randy Orton's the perfect You're really equating Goofy Kingston to Randy Orton. right, I'm freaking equating this to Randall Keith Orton. I'm sorry. Don't piss me off, Ross. Well, Randy Orton (sighs) is a legend. Kofi Kingston is a uh, shot in the pan. Shot in the dark. He is not a shot in the pan. He's not a shot in the dark. Yes. Look at look at WrestleMania 34. Mm-hmm. What what match was Brandy Orton in at WrestleMania 34, Ross? My memory is terrible. Why don't you just remind me and our audience? Four-way. Mm-hmm. He was in a fatal four-way for the United States Championship with Rusev, mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal, yes, and Bobby Roode. Don't hinder the gender, by the way. I'm well aware. I feel of like that. we still waiting said for that him ever. to come back. Still mm-hmm. waiting for him to come back. Come back, Jinder. We miss mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Okay. So he was in a fatal four-way WrestleMania for one okay. year. No. No, 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 no. Don't you one near me. Okay. Don't you wear near me. Okay. WrestleMania 28. Okay. Who did he have a match against? Why don't you tell the audience? Kane. The crappy version of Kane. How many How many WrestleManias in a row has Randy Orton been on? Uh, Currently? When he wasn't injured. That's the thing. He's been he's missed a couple of WrestleManias due okay. to injury. My point is that Randy Orton's been in more high-profile matches than Kofi Kingston will ever be in. But no, see, I don't I don't agree with you on that. He's he's been in several high profile matches, mm-hmm. but he's also been in like crap that nobody cares about. Okay. I but, would argue most of Kofi Kingston's career nobody cared about. I'm just trying to go ahead and let you know what my argument is. You can't go ahead and talk smack about Kofi Kingston and make it seem like this all these other main event high profile greatest of all time guys have been in crap feuds at WrestleMania in the past. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. Randy Orton is the perfect example. Randy of that. Orton and Kofi Kingston are not anywhere close to being on the same level. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that that I'm is not. the case, but I'm just trying to let you know. Mm-hmm. I don't see the disrespect. Randy Orton's still a star. Kofi Kofi's Kingston. a tag team guy. I, I see. I disagree with you on that. I think that he's okay. still very, very over. It's just they relegated him to Biggie because X got hurt. What match at WrestleMania are you most stoked about? Uh, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. BS. Try again. I am. <laughs> Try again. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. If you are not emotionally involved or of course em- I'm emotionally, emotionally invested involved. with Randy I'm Orton and Edge, involved. you're kidding yourself. Of course I'm emotionally involved. I'm just saying. You're kidding yourself. Say, no, I'm not kidding myself. You know what? Um, Ross, I think I'm going to have to go ahead and make an executive decision on this. I don't know what you're doing other than moving on to triple threat. That's the thing. I think we... Uh, do we have enough time? We're going to have to make time because it's triple threat time. That's what we're doing. We talk about it. Most every week when we don't have endless pay per views to go through. It's our match segment and show of the week. 
in which we talk about our favorite matches, our favorite segments, and our favorite shows this of the week. I am accurate. leading this segment because you are picking first in our pay-per-view preview and prediction show. Yes. So, for Triple Threat, as I just laid out, match segment and show of the week, I will tell you what the match of the week was. To yourself. Well, to the audience and to you, since yeah, I'm I know, speaking but, to you right I now. I know, but the way you made it say, it's like, I'll tell you what it I'll is. I'll tell you what the match of the week is, but it's not. Well, I mean, we do have our opinions. This is a good point. I'm not saying mine are right all the time. Most of the time. Even though I'm there losing in the uh, even though I'm losing in the predictions right now. I don't know. It might change after Thursday, that's for sure. I don't know. I figured you were gonna do terrible to take over and you kicked my ass. It's about to happen. This is what happens when uh, they decide Adam Cole has to be the longest reigning NXT champion. Should have seen way, that one coming. By the way. As soon as I made yeah. our predictions and finished it, I looked and went, crap. They're making Adam Cole the longest NXT reigning champion. I should have checked that before. Go on. I was going to go ahead and talk about something having to do with Johnny Gargano, but I don't want to take. I don't want to waste my breath on it. Wow. Yeah. Johnny, okay, Gargano, Johnny Gargano pissed me off like three hours ago. I'll tell you off air. And actually, no. You know what? Go to through the tables of Instagram page. Shout out to, uh, yeah. Shout out to Gerard real quick. Okay. Been, been Did he talk smack on Twitter? Did um no? I think he talked smack. To somebody who is recording him for TMZ. Oh, yeah. So you're saying Candace the Ray needs to slap him around a little bit? Maybe. Okay. Fair enough. Tell him to shut up. My match of the week is the first ever AEW cage match between Cody Rhodes or Cody and Wardlow, making okay. his debut match in AEW, fitting in perfectly fine. Wardlow, by the way, being the bodyguard of MJF. Who's Maxwell. been in, I don't know, one of the best feuds in wrestling right now, even yeah. though they really haven't wrestled, yeah, which is true. MJF and Cody, which I believe they are going to be fighting each other at Revolution. Definitely happening, yep. But uh, for their first ever, look, there's a lot of pressure in the first ever AEW cage match. Main event of that show in, in Atlanta, especially, in Cody's Especially with a guy making his debut match for the company in your first ever cage match. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand what the argument's going to be. Well, Cody... Are, you know, put together the match and probably made the match easy enough for Wardlow to make himself and Cody look good. And you're probably right. And I'm not taking away from the fact that Wardlow didn't do his job because he did. Mm -hmm. He absolutely did his That's job. That's the whole point. He did do his job and he did it mighty well. It's true. Uh, of course, in AEW, they are allowed to have on purpose blood, which they did. Yep. Um, I thought actually uh, Brandy Rhodes did a good job in her role. MJF I thought, did a great I job. I thought MJF did well. I thought Coach Arn did well as as well through the whole thing. And you know what? Even though it was a 12-minute match, it didn't feel like a 12-minute match. It felt like a longer match. That's good. Which is good. Also, I'm, and I thought this was cool because WWE completely has gotten away from this aspect of it, the cage had give. Whereas most of WWE's cages are, it's either firmly on the outside or firmly against the ring. Yeah. And I understand why they do that. It's safer. It makes the structure just more sound all over just for spots That's and whatever true. There they was a spot do. where Wardlow went ahead and threw Cody against the cage. And, and there was and like a good six inches between the ring rope and the, and, the, and the cage. It was great. And there was a spot that they did where Cody got stuck. Yes. But they did it in a safe way. I understand that things can happen and accidents can happen, but I right. liked that it looked different. That's a good point. So, for all of that that I just laid and out... You didn't even, and you didn't even mention the best spot of the match. Oh, you mean him jumping off the cage? Yeah, the ending. Of course. Unbelievable. Oh, I mean, you're right. 
I'm sorry. I should assume that people did have not seen the match. You're absolutely right. Go watch the match. It was very well produced. The camera angles were well done. The work was well done. The finish was awesome. Yeah. All around as a package for their first ever cage match with a person trying to get into a match with one of the feuds in their company. Cody Rhodes versus Wardlow in the first ever AEW cage match is my match of the week. I 100% love your pick. And by the way, I would tell you, you can either watch the match or you can go to AEW on TNT's Instagram page or you can go to All Elite Wrestling's Instagram page. But I'm going to tell you, don't do that and go to the Double Turn Podcast's Instagram page because I posted that exact video on there as well as the super kick of the century. So please go check it out and like it. Because I worked hard and I'm losing a lot of room on my phone because of the repos for Instagram app. I move on. My match of the week. I love that pick. I was originally going to go with that pick, but I figured you might go with it. So I decided to go ahead and change it up. I don't know how many people actually liked the match that I'm picking for my match of the week. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And Ross, I told you this off air and I'm going to go with it. I loved the Symphony of Destruction match on SmackDown this past Friday. I really did. If you would have told me there was going to be a symphony of destruction match on SmackDown involving lots of different random people, I would have told you it's going to be crap. Yep. And guess what? It wasn't. It wasn't at all. No, it was actually quite very entertaining. Quite enjoyable. Very entertaining. So it was Braun Strowman and Elias versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. And this was SmackDown held here in our great city here in the Valley. Glendale. Good old Glendale. Shout out to Glendale. Um, Our homie Rico's from Glendale. Um, So that match was actually really enjoyable. So for those of you who are wondering, what the hell is a Symphony of Destruction match? It's a no-holds-barred match with musical instruments. That's all it is. It's a street fight, and they use musical instruments. So you had Elias come out with his guitar. You had Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro come out with banjos with Sami Zayn. And then you had a good old big man Braun come out with this big old stand-up bass. I love Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is amazing. Mm -hmm. Braun Strowman is an amazing human being. All four of these men, actually if he includes Sami Zayn, are all amazing. All five of them are fantastic. They really are. They play their parts absolutely well. Like Cesaro is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. Shinsuke Nakamura is one of the best strikers in the world. Elias is one of the best promos in the business and is jacked to the gills. And Sami Zayn has been really, really good as the manager for them over the past six months. He's actually really enjoyable. That being said, I love this match. There was so It was actually so, it was so much more physical than it had any right of being, and I get it. I just said that it was basically a no-holds-barred match. But, you know, usually when it comes to a gimmick match like this where they have musical instruments, it's usually because it's like when they do their trick or street fight matches for Halloween when somebody goes... <laughs> <laughs> Remember a few years back that it was Dean Ambrose versus Cesaro and Dean Ambrose put a pumpkin on top of Cesaro's head and then hit him with the Singapore cane? I, uh, or uh, No, remember he also put a pumpkin on his head and gave him dirty deeds. Yes, to mm-hmm. end the match, absolutely. And that, you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, that's freaking dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. This did not happen in this match. There was a spot where Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro double suplex Braun Strowman through that base. And let me tell you, that absolutely... Did not look like it hurt. That did hurt. That was brutally painful. Not as bad as the piano spot, though. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then you have uh, Elias putting Cesaro through the table with an elbow drop that 
he was apparently channeling his inner macho man in there because it was he got some air still a better uh still a better elbow than cm punk absolutely thank you and the, 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 i love cm punk but yes i will give you that i also bailey agree with that. much better elbow than bailey's much better than elbow than Amy, not as good as Kyrie saints thank you you just read my mind my brother but you just read elias my mind. has got a pretty good in fact if elias's finisher was the macho man elbow i'd be, I'd be okay all with for it. him i'd be, I'd be all okay for it. he definitely it. has the best male elbow in the business right now flying elbow not but not the people's elbow well, it's a different kind of elbow. I'm well aware of that. But could you imagine Rock doing the people's elbow from the top rope? No, because it's not the same move. That's a good point. Plus, I, he'd probably injure himself. Well, yeah. I mean, he's into tearing his quad and tearing his pectoral. Not What is it? What do you tear? I'm surprised uh, I'm surprised there's not more Rock tearing of quads jokes that there seem to be for Kevin Nash. Because he only tore it once. I thought it was twice. Mm-mm. No, because he tore the pec- he, he tore the oblique the next year. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Well, when he went for a because he went he for, still got he, injured quite regularly. Well, yeah, but I mean, he did so. what three matches in the twelve month span? That's that's the wait reason. time out. Yeah, twelve months wrestled Cena. Actually, four matches. Excuse me, wrestled four months, Punk twice. Wrestled in the chamber. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. So he he wrestled. Cena at 28. Then he wrestled Punk. Twice. Then he wrestled Punk again. Then Correct. he wrestled Cena. Right. So he wrestled four, four times four in 12 times months. Four times in 12 okay. months. And got injured in two of them. Correct. Okay. Both matches against Cena, by the way. It's, makes you kind of wonder mm-hmm. if, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it was Cena's fault or anything like that, but, you know, you got CM Punk, who's more of the in-ring general. Big John's a pro. He is. I know. It, it was definitely Rock's fault. The oblique was Rock's fault. The quad from 28 was just an accident. I mean, Cena does the el- the does the leg drop from the top rope all the time. That's the first time I've ever seen anybody tear their quad because of it. At least it wasn't the Jackie Chan move. This is true. Punches. So, yeah. Saying. Anyways, back to what I was saying about the Symphony of Destruction. You match. liked it a lot. I did. Okay. And um, my favorite spot, and this is what I actually put on our Instagram page on Saturday. The piano spot. The piano spot was Oh man, that looked awful. By the he, way, awfully so like Shinsuke hurtful. Nakamura got nine stitches after that match. I'm surprised he's not dead. No, I'm surprised Strowman's not dead. No, I'm but surprised, uh, I'm Strowman had uh, yeah. Strowman had Nakamura break his fall. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. But here's the thing: that piano did not budge. No, at all. Very sturdy. Yeah, like if you thought that the Tegan Knox table was bit was strong, this piano was on steroids or something. So I hope Ron Strowman took that piano home and placed it in some home of his. I'm sure that he he listen, <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura is owed something. And I and I th- I'm pretty sure actually Strowman went ahead and gave him a shout out because shout out to Nakamura. Jeez Louise was that brutal. And so yeah, anyways, Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus the piano at WrestleMania, I'm all for it. That'd be great. That was my match of the week. Truly, truly was. I really, really enjoyed it. I will be brief because this seems to happen every time this comes up. Yep. My segment of the week is the Paul Heyman promo. Um, I'll be brief. My segment of the week was also the Paul Heyman promo. Don't boo the advocate. <laughs> it was great. Look, everybody knows how I feel about Brock Lesnar. Not a fan. However, somebody did make a very good point about Brock Lesnar, and I realized that my segment of the week was Paul Heyman, so I'll very, I'll very briefly say this. Okay. I will say this about Brock Lesnar. Everything he does in WWE, people pay attention to. Yeah. 
I'm not saying it's all good, but you want eyeballs on your product? Brock Lesnar's music hits, People you're paying, paying attention. attention. It's Whether really, it's him wrestling, it's usually Paul one of the highest, epi- highest rated episodes of the, of the month when he's on. Exactly. It's that, those are just facts. Sells merch. Yep. You get Paul Heyman. Suplex City is a thing. Even when they do backstage segments, you get eyeballs. Absolutely. So I'll give them that credit. Absolutely. But I'm I'm waiting for a week to Paul for for Paul Heyman to cut a subpar promo. I don't think it's happened. He's so it's done my it. segment of the week. Here's the thing. He's he's done it, and it's still been the it's best still, thing. It's still better than everybody on the roster. It's still, it's still the best that good. thing. He's he's amazing. Um, I can't agree. I can't agree with you more. I was trying to go ahead and be different and say, oh, I like something else. Like I was going to say KO and Randy Orton to open up the show, mm-hmm. and it was great, but it wasn't on Paul's level. It it just wasn't. No. No. And and, and then you look like Goldberg and the Fiend was okay. But nothing, and anything on NXT doesn't even come close. And then, I'm sorry, but Chris Jericho really didn't do anything for me this week over in AEW. So, and even if he did, it's as great as Jericho is, and he's he was, the goat. He was a presence this week. He was a presence this week. That, that that's a good way to explain it. He was a presence. Which, by the way, I don't need Jericho cutting promos every week. Neither do in I. fact, it makes it more special when he doesn't cut promos every week. It's almost as he is Brock Lesnar, but he shows up a lot more and he does a lot and more. And by the way, Paul he doesn't. Heyman doesn't cut promos every week because he's not on TV every week. Which is great. Which means when he cuts a promo, it's good. It matters. And it matters. And when they don't matter, they're still good. <laughs> What's your show of the week, Ross? I'm still trying to decide mine. I really wanted to do my best Justin Roberts impersonation, but I won't. The show of the week was AEW Dynamite. It just was. Chris Jericho, John Cena. They let him go. The WWE did. That's a bad move. It was a bad move. But you know what? He's doing wonders over in AEW right now. It's true. Shout out to Justin Roberts. Where is he from? Right down. Well, actually, he's from Chicago, but he lives here. Good for him. Yeah. Still haven't run into him in the store. So uh, (laughs) AEW, the reason why it was the show of the week as I'm being fair, is because this was, of course, the last test before Cody versus MJF. Yeah. They were leading up to it the entire show. It kind it of... It is revolution. Uh, it's soon. Is it this Saturday? It's very soon. Um, let me actually this make This is not sure. the first time this has happened to us. Well, this is why we have computers. Yeah. AEW Revolution is happening on leap year of uh, this year, which would be the 29th of February. Leap day, whatever it's called. It's the extra day we get this year. That's this upcoming Saturday. That's what I said. Yep. Yeah, leap day. All right, then. There it is. So we got a jam-packed wrestling weekend, folks. Yes. Actually, jam-packed wrestling week because- Which makes me really question why we're not doing an AEW show right now. Because we're too damn WWE biased. I wouldn't say we're biased. No, we're fair men. We're fair men. I'm making an executive decision. What is the executive decision? You're not about to switch it to do an AEW prediction show, are you? There are six matches on that show. I remember, Ross, I can't watch um, Dynamite because of Hulu because they suck. Mm -hmm. So I'm literally having to go ahead and catch up on what's going on on YouTube. It's very difficult. So we're not doing uh, preview and predictions then? 
for Super Showdown? No. What do you want to do? Are, are we not including AEW in our pay-per-view predictions? Uh, no. Oh, I mean, we can, just not today. Hmm. Interesting. Just because, I mean, I, I mean, we. You want to do double? You want to double it up, or you just want to go ahead and slash Super Showdown? Oh no, we're already committed to one. So I want, just you didn't think it, it was this weekend because I've been so out of it. You know what? If there's one thing that we do on this show, people, that's really, really audibles. good. We call audibles really well. Let's do it. Okay, well, first of all, I'll just finish with the fact that AEW was the show of the week because it was a very good go-home show. There was lots of good wrestling, and I will have to check in the very near future, but I'm pretty sure they're still consistently beating NXT in the ratings every week. They did And there's a reason for that, because they're putting on the best show most weeks. They did beat them last week again. Continue. Go ahead. What's your show of the week? My show of the week? Um... Gosh, I wanted to say Raw, and I liked Raw. I told you I liked Raw, but I think that just overall, even though it was pretty good quality, and I know you said that you weren't the biggest fan of that show, mm-hmm. um, it was better than SmackDown overall, and it was NXT was really weak this week. I wasn't the biggest fan of NXT, so I'm going to give it to Dynamite too. Maybe then. Yeah, no, Dynamite was strong. That Steel Cage match was ridiculous. Um the uh, tag team match with um, the Young Bucks mm-hmm. and um, who uh, Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros for the number one contendership, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, uh, for this titles. week on AEW, yeah, um, it was Omega and Page versus the Lucha Brothers for the tag team titles. The Young Bucks were in the tag team battle royal. Tag team battle royal. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So it was the tag team number one contendership. Yeah, I mean, that super kick is going to be remembered for a long time. We also saw the debut of Jeff Cobb. This is true. Fighting Moxley, which was a very weird opponent for him for his first match in AEW. But uh, I figured they would have waited. He did debut with the inner circle the week prior, so that makes sense. Right, but I'm saying his first match, I figured they would, you know, let him him get a win under his belt and have him do something at the pay-per-view. Or just wait to debut him until the pay-per-view. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, you're absolutely correct. That would have been more interesting to me. All right. I feel terrible because I should have realized that this should have been a double main event show because AEW does matter on this show. Not saying it doesn't, but I've been so singularly focused on, well, lots of different things. So, my goodness, what a show. Uh, okay, so I guess we just need to go right into this. By the way, another fun moment for uh, the Wikipedia users of the world um, on my first printout of the Super Showdown show. The New Day's opponents were gold and stardust. That's great. <laughs> that is fantastic. On top of the fact that the steel cage match at first was Dana Brooke versus Braun Strowman. Strowman. That's awesome. I hate you, Wikipedia, and whoever <laughs> edited that at the time. Glad that I caught that before going on the air and being like, oh my gosh, why did I just announce that? Right. There are seven matches on the Super Showdown 2020 edition. In uh, It is in Riyadh, right? It is. The Muhammad Abdu Arena on the Boulevard is the uh, venue. So here we go. The New Day versus Miz and Morrison for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. My co-host is up 12 to 9 in the predictions, which means he is going first. So who do you got? And why? You know what, brother? Maybe you, I. I think you might actually be on the same page with me on this one. But I'm going to go with Miz and Morrison. I'm. I'm taking them to win the tag team titles. Uh ever since Morrison came back uh, at the beginning of the year, um, to actual programming, obviously, mm-hmm. um, 
they have positioned him and Miz to continuously get over on the New Day. Right? Okay. And the New Day, what are they? like? They're six-time tag team champions at this point. Like They've done it all. Mm-hmm. They are literally the top of the food chain in the tag team division in WWE. Mm-hmm. And they're top of the food chain up with the Young Bucks and a few other people uh, in just the world, period, including the North. Shout out to the North. Um, but I don't know what other storylines they have left, and it would be fresh to go ahead and have Miz and Morrison be on the on the tag team titles. It gives Morrison something to do. It has Miz continue his just overall good presence of being a great heel on SmackDown. Him and Morrison are really enjoying themselves uh, being back together again. Um, and you know what? It, it's just a very good way to continue the momentum for John Morrison ever since coming back to the, for the w, to the WWE. Mm-hmm. So I think the right move is to have John Morrison and The Miz win the SmackDown Tag Team titles in Riyadh. I'm fully on board with you. All right, cool. Because I really do believe that uh, the dirt sheet needs to be a thing again. I agree, 100%. Um, I think you're absolutely right about the New Day. And... It would give something important for Miz and Morrison to do besides feud with each other, and I don't think that's coming soon. I think that maybe they need to hold later. off on that for a long time. Honestly, I don't think I would do it because the last time they were together, that's the last thing I remember is the Miz turning heel on True. John Morrison, and then Morrison left the company. Right. In that whole weird thing involving Melina and Morrison, and it was weird for a while. So. That is what that is. So, personally, I, I don't think I'd do it. But for the tag team titles... Absolutely. I say, why not? Freshen it gives, up the tag team title scene. I would agree. So, I would agree. Even though it would literally be two individuals beating a team. But that's the thing. They're not two individuals. I understand that. But it would still be that. I, I mean... I get it because it's been nine years since they last teamed with one another. Exactly. But, but remember, remember, I'm about to break kayfabe on this for a second. They've been tight for nine years. Like, let's not be, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. We, like, behind the scenes, Miz and Morrison are tight as all can be. Them and Ziggler and uh, Kurt Hawkins and all these guys, mm-hmm. uh, um, Zack Ryder, like they're all tight mm-hmm. with one another. Like these are very, very good friends. So, I mean, the chemistry still exists in some capacity. They just actually haven't physically done anything about it in nine years. Right. But I see where you're, I see, I get your point. It's fair. Mm-hmm. So. so we're both picking Morrison and Miz. Yes, to all win right. the tag team titles. I was going to start with a different match, but it was the first one I saw. So I'll just, I'll just kind of double up on this type sure. of thing. Rollins and Murphy are defending, yes, Seth Rollins and Murphy, although it would be funnier if it was Buddy Murphy and Rollins. That would be funnier because it would make absolutely no sense, absolutely. even though it makes no sense why he can't just be Buddy Murphy, but whatever. They're facing the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford for the Raw tag team titles. Another reason why I didn't like Raw this week, why why was Angelo Dawkins in a singles match? I have no idea. But it happened. Montez Ford was in an interesting singles match. Very good singles match. Because, you know, apparently he wants to be the ultimate warrior, but (laughs) whatever. That being said. A mixture of the ultimate warrior and Eddie Guerrero. It's very off-putting, especially the eyes. He looks psychotic when he does it. I did not like their promo. 
I haven't liked their promos in months. No, I know, but this week's promo, I was not feeling it at all. So Rollins and Murphy are facing them for the Raw Tag Team titles. Who do you got and why? I'll tell you this right now. I don't think that... Um, I, I, I've been wanting... AO, I, I've said this from the very beginning. AOP should be the ones that are holding the tag team titles and not Rollins and Murphy. But... But... There's no reason for you to take the titles off of Rollins and Murphy right now. They actually mean something. I'm not saying they're not going to mean anything if Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins get them. But... I'll listen. There is one percent moment. Bianca Belair has more momentum than the Street Profits do right now. That's how cold to me the Street Profits are on Monday Night Raw. I really do mean that. Uh, yeah, people like chant. We want the smoke, and people appreciate what Montez Ford does in the rope in in between the ring ropes and whatnot. But Angelo Dawkins, like, yo, they're not doing anything, fam. And that's right, I said fam because Angelo Dawkins always says that. But, like, fam, you're not doing jack squat, bro. Like, you're you're just not doing it for me right now. And um, I, I think that Rollins and Murphy are just going to carry them to an okay match. But I, 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 there's no reason why they need to take off these. T- unless you actually put a quality opponent to take those titles off of Rollins and Murphy... Don't take them off Rollins and Murphy because all you're doing is just making the Raw Tag Team titles mean less and less and less. At least with Rollins and Murphy, they show up on TV every week because Seth Rollins is who he is, right? He's the leader of his group. He's the Monday Night Messiah. At least the Raw Tag Team titles are getting exposure. The Street Profits, bro, like it's hit or miss. One week they're on, the next week, eh, they're just chilling in the background, going ahead and, and wooing. Mm-hmm. Or they're hanging out with Booker. With Booker. You know? Like, so, I, I just... You got Rollins and Murphy. I got Rollins and Murphy because the Street Profits aren't doing it for me right now. I've said this for a long time. Uh, private Party's more over than they are. Private Party is definitely that going That being uh, the Street Profits. Yeah. I'm, yeah, they've got I, their I, cups I've, I've and come, they've got I've the catchphrase. i full circle on that. Okay. Like, okay, yeah, they got a... We want all the smoke. I'll be honest with you. The person who got we want all the smoke even more over wasn't even them. It was Becky Lynch when they finally gave her her smoke back for her entrance. That's who got that more over. I know it's I. I know you're you're like oh my god, Jorge, I can't believe you said that. Am I right or am I right? She got that phrase more over than they did. I, yeah. It's a fact. It's a fact. Look. I agree that AOP should be the tag team champions and uh, Murphy could have been holding any type of belt and Rollins could be holding any type of belt right now, but they're not. And I'll be interested to see how long this lasts or if they're going to get a fifth member. That may be possible. It could be cool if they did. Well, I just, I don't know how much longevity this has. Well, but I will tell yeah. you that it's not going to end at this pay-per-view. No, absolutely so not. So I'm picking Rollins and Murphy to also retain. Yeah. So. I guess I will go to Bailey versus Naomi for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Yes, you heard right. There will be a women's match in Saudi Arabia for the second time in a row. That is correct. Congratulations. That's So it's- realistically, if the only thing is they have to wear a shirt during the match. And no which- makeup. Right, so I don't know if... Actually, let me ask a very interesting... Do both of them have their own shirts? 
Naomi definitely has her own shirt, and Bailey, I'm sure she has some type of shirt. I was going to say, because one of them could just wear a SmackDown shirt. If anything, Bailey should wear the SmackDown shirt because she's a heel, and she shouldn't be wanting people to wear her merch. You always say that. That would be smart. That is a very Chris Jericho way of thinking. Yes, I agree. And and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins not wearing any... For all the crap you give Seth Rollins, well, he Seth is wearing Rollins his, is... He is wearing his Messiah shirt. Oh, that's right. They made him a Monday Night Messiah shirt. Thank the you. referee wore it. That's a good point. But he's Thank not you. wearing it. Other people are. No, he was definitely wearing it the other week. Was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. Damn it, Seth. You screwed it up. So Bailey versus Naomi, who do you have and why? I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I, I was this close... This close with going with Naomi, but then I thought to myself, no, no, you should not go with Naomi yet. Now, do I believe that Naomi has a chance of being the SmackDown Women's Champion in the next like month and a half or two months? Yes, I do strongly believe that. However, this is the first match between Naomi and Bayley. And I'm not saying like, oh, they need to hold it off for a big moment or a big place. But I will say that they actually do need to hold it off until they get to WrestleMania, Ross. I don't think that this title change should happen at in Riyadh um, for a couple of different reasons. One, there needs to be... Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? There needs to be like some type of structure to the story, mm-hmm. right? And this match is just starting from the very get-go, first of all. Second of all, this I'm not trying to disrespect the crowd... So I'm just gonna, I'm going to try and say this as politically correct as I can. I don't think the reaction is going to be the same for Naomi winning the SmackDown Women's title in Saudi Arabia as it will be her winning it in in Tampa, Florida at WrestleMania 36. I don't even know if she's the right choice to beat Bailey. I don't think so either, but I think Sasha's still hurt and I don't think that she's going to be making making it back in time to WrestleMania. So I'm trying to go ahead and think they already had Carmella lose. Mhm. I mean, Alexa Bliss should not be sniffing the SmackDown Women's titles at any point at this moment. Nikki Cross, I don't think, is quite as over as people think. And, I mean, unless they go ahead and do a complete 180 and they get Mandy and and or Sonya, like, super over in the next month, that's not going to happen either. So, I think the only quote-unquote quality person that should be even close to the title is probably Naomi. I would have told you Carmella, but they already had her lose twice to Bailey. So who's your pick? I'm go- I'm going Bailey. I'm okay. having Bailey retain her SmackDown Women's Title okay. in Saudi. First of all, Sasha's not back yet. I would wait. Second of all, there's a very important thing coming up right after WrestleMania. It's called the Superstar the Superstar. We shake-up. think that there's a Superstar shake. No, I, I I guarantee there'll be one. Okay. I, I just I haven't seen it officially Especially yet, so I'm Especially since they're making NXT a thing as a third brand. Right. Which I'm still waiting to see how that's going to turn out. But I really do believe we're going to have another one. Mm. Which means that they can look at their roster and go, wow, there's some deficiencies here that we need to fix. Or they see that and then don't fix it because they've done that before too. This is true. But there's defi- here's a crazy thing. There's deficiencies in the NXT women's division, the Raw women's division, and the SmackDown divi- women's division. I know. And In the past, one of them has been much stronger than the other. For whatever reason, at this moment in time, they're all three kind of equally soft. It's true. Right? It's true. It's still stronger than AEW's, don't get me wrong, but for whatever reason, I just feel like the WWE women's division right now on all three shows is just kind of, there's something that's lacking. I would make the argument that the women's division across wrestling is down right now. Isn't it? It's so weird, because 2019 and 2018 was 
booming. I'm wondering what that is. But, I, I got, but, I'm trying to find. I put my finger on the pulse. But look, that doesn't mean that it sucks. Oh, it no, just no, no. means that it's down. Yeah, That's all. D- down compared to the past two years. So Which, that yeah. all being said, I am also going to say that Bailey retains. Um, even though I'm not a fan of this character or her being the champion right now, it's what they have. And I would not steer out of this direction. Personally, if I knew Sasha was going to be back. In about a week's time. No, I'm not even saying that. Because see, here's the thing. I'm I'm not a fan or I'm not a person that says you only do title changes at big shows. No, neither am I. But I just feel like so if I it's would Naomi. Do a, yeah. I would do a title change between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Okay. Maybe that's money in the bank. Maybe. Or Extreme Rules or something like that. Maybe Something. Yeah. If you have that in your back pocket, that's probably what I'd go with. Okay, Which means enough. that I wouldn't rock the boat on this one, and I will also keep Bailey on the SmackDown Women's Championship. Fair enough. If I totally butcher this name, I apologize, but I don't think I've heard anybody actually say it, so I'll just say it the I way I Michael think Cole it is. Is it to wake? I think the, the to wake trophy is what okay. they called it on Monday night. It's a gauntlet match for the To Wake Trophy, as I do those things with my hands. Yep, so, Whatever that means. So I'll tell you what To Wake is. Literally, all To Wake is, is it's, it is a narrow escarpment that cuts through the plateau of Najad in Central Arabia, running approximately 800 kilometers from the southern border of Al-Qazim in the north to the northern edge of the empty quarter desert near Wadi Ad-Dawazir in the south. It's, so you said it's mountains. It's a mountain range. Okay. So that would be the equivalent of them doing an event in Denver and having a trophy called the Colorado Rockies trophy. That is correct. Okay, good to know. (laughs) It's about as random as who's in the match, that being AJ Styles, Andrade, Bobby Lashley, Eric Rowan, R-Truth, and Rey Mysterio. Originally it had Rusev in that match, but he is no longer for whatever reason. So he is replaced by who? I believe he's replaced by Rey or Eric Rowan. I think it's Eric Rowan, actually. I think it's Eric Rowan as well. Okay. Uh, of course, Andrade was uh, suspended for a while. He's going to make it back for this show, Supposedly. I presume. Supposedly. If that doesn't happen, I will not be surprised if it's Angel Garza. Just saying, storyline-wise, yeah. that would make sense. It would make sense. So if that happens, that throws a monkey wrench into the whole thing, as far as I'm concerned. I agree 100% on that. Um, however, this is about as meaningless of a match as there gets on this pay-per-view. <laughs> And there's a lot of meaningless stuff on the show because it's essentially a glorified house show. This is, this is true. Although Thank they did God you get to on, pick first. All right. So who do you got and why? Actually, I actually have a good luck. Excuse me. I apologize. That's what happens when you drink pink lemonade from In-N-Out. Um, I actually have a good logical choice for this one. At least I think I do. Okay. I'm going with AJ Styles, Ross, and I'll tell you reason why. Not just because of the fact that he's the best wrestler in the world, but... Andrade has zero momentum from coming back from a suspension. I don't think that that's the right move. Bobby Lashley, maybe. Eric Rowan, absolutely not. Rey Mysterio has done nothing since losing to Brock Lesnar. R-Truth, potentially, it could be fun. But I think AJ Styles is the right move because of what happened the last time they were in Saudi Arabia. The OC won the best in the world Best best tag team in the world trophy. Mm -hmm. So why not add more hardware with having AJ win this two-wake trophy? Because all it does is it lifts up the OC even more. It just is a good, nice continuation of 
you've got the best tag team in the world, and now you've got the winner of the two-way trophy, which we don't know what the hell it means, Mm -hmm. but it just gives more reasons for the OC to be able to go ahead and show off on Monday Night Raw and want people to shut them up. Now, I have not heard the rules for this match because there are some gauntlet matches that are not really gauntlet matches, even though they call them gauntlet matches. I don't think that they're so going to do I'm a... under the impression uh-huh. in a gauntlet match... It starts with two people. It starts with two people. They have a match... Person. One person gets right. pinned or submitted, mm-hmm. and then the next person comes in. Same impression on it. Okay. I have also seen gauntlet matches that are in the style of Royal Rumble, where two people start and everybody else comes in at certain intervals. See, that's almost a six-pack challenge then. Or, well, in this case, uh, no, it is six people. Yeah. Because technically, the Royal Rumble is a gauntlet match. Technically. It's the mixture of a gauntlet match and a battle royal, yes. Yes. That is correct. But I agree that a gauntlet match and a battle royal are two different things. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going under the impression that it is a gauntlet match, which means we're going to see only two people at a time. I agree. Even though, in this format, I could see it literally being a seven-man battle royal. But without throwing people over the top rope, pinning each other instead. Or do Correct. you actually think, oh, okay. No, I, literally, I have no idea because they've never spoken about it. I just think that they're, I'm under the assumption of how they're supposed to do a gauntlet match. If they were to go ahead and completely flip the script on what a gauntlet match means, mm-hmm. then stop calling it those types of matches when you're not doing that type of match. Now, here's what I will say. Mm. If it is a gauntlet match where two people start, yeah, I think Rey Mysterio needs to start. I agree. And I really do think that at the end, Rey Mysterio needs to face AJ Styles. I agree. Because I think normally I would do the reverse, but AJ's the heel. Mm-hmm. And plus, Rey Mysterio being a heel, I don't even remember the last time he was a heel. Probably WCW. And even then, I don't even know if he was really considered a heel. I don't think he was that effective. No. I'm, I'm, Actually, I'm thinking I know of exactly the, when he was a heel. Was it 2014 the, Royal Rumble, baby? Or excuse me, 2015 Royal Rumble. That doesn't count. <laughs> I was actually talking no, about no, 20, his... No, 2014 Royal Rumble. That's what it was. I was actually talking about his post-mask days in WCW, where he and Conan were oh, rolling around with the No Limit Soldiers. Were the L, was the LWO, were they heels? Was it Rey Mysterio part of the LWO? He was, but remember, he was an unwilling part of the LWO. Then they got disbanded, and he kept wearing the shirt and defied Ric Flair. Yeah dumb they were considered heels with the no limit soldiers because that's wcw for you even though they were supposed to be the baby faces in that feud the west texas rednecks were the baby faces in that feud good old kurt hennig good old boys i don't even know what good old boys hilarious go watch uh the summer of 99 wcw trash i'm by the way quick update i am at uh slamboree 1999. That's right. Slamboree. All right. Who are you? Who, who are you Only one you year before the whole David Arquette thing happened. Got it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I am picking AJ Styles <laughs> to win the two-way trophy. I'm moving on with my life. You see how much I don't care. Actually, watch it be like Eric Rowan that wins this match. I will lose my mind if Eric Rowan Look, wins this match. Remember remember that match on SmackDown where it was the uh where it was the six-man match to see who the number 1 contender was going to be and we're like well actually we weren't on the air yet but it was like 
Jinder won the match, and everybody was like losing their minds. I was one of those people that lost their minds. Watch Eric Rowan just win this match. Yeah, but this is a, this is an entirely <laughs> different level. Like it's, it's this true. is not on the gender level. This is not on the gender level. When Jinder Hall won the WWE Championship from Randy Orton, it was amazing. I was like, I mean, I've told you this, and I've said it on this show countless times. I looked at the wall and laughed hysterically for twelve straight minutes. You know what needs to happen? Jinder needs to come back and win the Two Wake Trophy. That's what needs to happen. Well, that, but also, I think uh, I think Eric Rowan needs to show up during a Rock promo, hit him with his move, and pin him in four seconds, like The Rock did him at that WrestleMania. Yeah, Rock owes him a favor. Exactly. Except no. Love it. We move on. I'm picking AJ Styles. <laughs> Eric uh, Rowan's cage will win that match. Oh my gosh. There'll be nothing in it. Oh my It'll gosh. be all of his imagination. He'll be with Bray Wyatt the whole time. It'll be his mind in that cage. It's a totally a WWE thing, thing, thing to do. Thing, 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 thing to do. Ting, ting. All right. <laughs> what is next? Oh, okay. Uh, it is the uh, it is King Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns in a cage match. Why is this feud still going? Sorry, it's a steel cage match. Um, look. I thought my idea was awesome in that the winner of the match at the Royal Rumble should have been entrant thirty. A hundred percent agree. And but that would have been the end of it. it because they had Ro- Roman win. Yes, and that's totally. But, I, but then I thought that was like, oh my god, this is the end of the feud. Thank God. Oh no, still going. That's just, oh my, I don't know why. Still going. Now, there are two schools of thoughts here, but I'm not picking first. So go ahead. I'm just uh, listen. Roman Reigns needs to beat him. He needs to end this feud once and for all, and they go need to go their separate ways. This has been beaten to the ground. They have been feuding since last October. There was a match of Team Flair versus Team Hogan, and Baron Corbin was on the other side. Or no, was Baron Corbin on Roman Reigns' squad? He was, yes. and they were battling to see who was the captain. This stuff has been going on since Halloween of 2019. Mm-hmm. We are almost at St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Two entirely different holidays. Mm-hmm. Please end this feud. Please end this feud. So if the feud's going to be over, that means... Roman Reigns needs to win this feud and move on to bigger and better things. And Baron Corbin needs to lose this feud and go on to bigger and better things. Even though they're probably both going to be in the chamber match. I know that they're going to be in the chamber match, okay. but at least I see Roman Reigns interacting with four other people. And I see Baron Corbin interacting with four other people. Okay. You know? I would really like this. I, I like them to be away from each other now. They've, been, they've done great things. They've put on very good matches. Very mm-hmm. good matches. TLC was great. Their false count anywhere match at the Royal Rumble was very strong. What's I, their what's their uh what's their record at in matches against each other right now? Um I wanna say so, so Roman finally got his win. So I wanna say they're tied at one? In pay per view matches. In pay per view in pay per view matches, they are tied at one, yes. Okay. So this is the blow off. All right, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. If the plan is Roman to win chamber. Which seems very likely. What's Corbin doing at WrestleMania? It's a great question, Ross. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very good question. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that... The answer is I don't know. I don't know either. If I were WWE, 
I'd have his stable of him and Ziggy Pop mm-hmm. and and Rude. And I would have told you that the revival, but the revival's taking a break right now, so they're not on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that they got a, that they should feud with another group. Okay, I don't know what who that, babyface group is there. I mean, if X had a ready to go accused, but he's not timid, back yet. It would have been the New Day, but he, yes, that is correct. He's not back yet. So plus, that would be a weird feud. Uh, I could, I for whatever reason, I could see that working. Here's what I'll say. Because I think Roman is winning Chamber, I think they're going to have him lose this match. I think Corbin's going to beat him. You're t- you're picking Corbin? I wow. I am picking Corbin. Because That's huge. Because That's massive. If they're going to keep Corbin strong, uh-huh. like they've been doing, why have Roman win two matches in a row when you're already going to have him win two matches in a row? Because he's going to win at WrestleMania, too. In that case, he would win three matches. This way, you still keep Corbin strong. He has something to complain about when he loses at Chamber, probably to Roman being the last guy eliminated by him, or maybe the first guy, depending on how you want to do booking. And mm. then he can be like, oh, Roman's the champion, but I beat him in the steel cage match. Mm. And then they can have one more match for the title, because, you know, why not? Here's something tells me, look, yeah. everything you said makes sense. Right. And yeah. I and I and and it, it, it pains me to say... That these two are probably going to have, which, by the way, it's not that I'm sick of them wrestling each other. I actually think they have very good chemistry. They have very together. good chemistry. It's been the dog food thing that's really put me off. That I, I just, agree. It's the silliness of this feud. It's because there's been a lot of silly things in this feud. If there was like a real, genuine like dislike that this was a struggle between Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin, I would be all for this feud. But because I've been just seeing dog food get dropped on them mm-hmm. and just handcuffed to the top of the freaking. A pole like these silly things they haven't really done it for me and the inclusion of the usos and ziggler and rude has not helped it's true i'm picking corbin to win i'm th- actually i'm shocked but okay that's, i think that's... i think they're gonna keep him strong okay going into chamber mm-hmm. they're gonna make roman defy all the odds and probably start chamber that's a wwe thing to do mm-hmm. and he'll last the entire chamber mm-hmm and there'll be several points where you think he's going to get screwed out of his spot, and then he just rises from the ashes and beats all of them and goes to WrestleMania. Interesting. And so leading up to that, to me, it makes more sense for Corbin to get a win here. All right, then. That's that's just the way my brain's working no, on I, this. You, you, you make a For all I know, sense. Roman's just going to you know beat him up for two minutes and then pin him in a steel cage I match. don't think Who it's going to be quite that bad. I think you they're going to give this match like 15, 20 minutes. I have no idea what's main eventing. I'm I, guessing Brock. No, nah, see, I think that I think Goldberg's going to main event. The nostalgia pop. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you this. Mm-hmm. I don't think Goldberg should main event unless he's winning. <sighs> let's talk about that match. Let's talk about let's let's, All right. let's talk Goldberg. Let's The Fiend Bray Wyatt is defending his WWE Universal Championship. Against Goldberg. Okay. First things first, because we didn't ask this question when it happened two weeks ago. Why is Goldberg getting a shot at the Universal title? What did Goldberg do to get a shot at the Universal title? He said Bray was next. That's apparently a thing. Okay. Um, What's his face got a title shot against Brock Lesnar by doing nothing? Ricochet? No. Oh. Cain Velasquez. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
Agreed. It happens all the time. 100%. I know. I'm not being a, I'm not being mean about it. I'm just genuinely curious. Genuinely curious. Because he wanted a title match and Bray Wyatt said yes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, I guess nice job, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm I'm torn on this match and I would not have told you that a month ago. Be- I have a feeling, I have a sneaky feeling that they're planning on potentially swapping out certain aspects of their WrestleMania 36 plans for the Fiend. Well, and okay. Roman, so, so let's just and clear the air. A guy named John. So, the original two matches that have supposedly been changed were Fiend versus Roman and John Cena versus Elias. Correct. That apparently has changed, even though it got changed Royal Rumble season. Because Roman and Shayna were supposed to win the Rumbles, and they changed it to Charlotte and Drew. So now the theory is that it might be Roman versus somebody different, or Fiend versus somebody different, and they give John Cena a different opponent besides Elias. Figured I'd clear that up before you continued. Thank you very much. That was a great explanation. So... This is where my head's at. I have a sneaky suspicion that they want to give a Mr. Somebody number 17. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that because to me, I feel like he has to fight towards 17, not just all of a sudden like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to win number 17. Talk about John Cena. And I have a sneaky suspicion that they also want to do Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Which I would have told you they should have done here at Super Showdown, but they obviously hit us with with Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns in a steel cage match. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to decipher what it is that their plan is. I could tell you what the right move would probably be, and that's Bray Wyatt beating Goldberg and remaining the Universal Champion to defend against either John Cena or Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I believe that that is the best move to go with. However, if you really want to throw a wrench in things, you're talking about Angel Garza throwing a wrench in things, Goldberg winning the Universal title at at, uh, at Super Showdown would go ahead and just set things aflame. Mm-hmm. Because then you'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did that come from? And all of a sudden, you have a 56-year-old Goldberg beating a guy that Daniel Bryan couldn't beat, that Finn Balor couldn't beat, that Seth Rollins couldn't beat, that you know, took out Kurt Angle and took out Jerry Lawler and took out Kane. So all these guys, in particular the the younger guys, you know, Rollins and Balor and, and Daniel Bryan, couldn't beat The Fiend, but a 56-year-old Goldberg can? Mm-hmm. How, how does that make sense? It, it I'll tell well, you, it's wrestling. it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Right, it's pro wrestling. But that worries me that they would actually do something like that because they did that once. When they had Goldberg beat Kevin Owens in 42 seconds for the exact same role. I didn't need Goldberg having a competitive match before his rematch with uh, Brock. I didn't need Goldberg winning the Universal title from Kevin Owens, period. But that's another, that's another, diff- no, another story for a different... No, he won it from... He won it from... Goldberg won the Universal title from Kevin Owens. And he lost it to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So I don't know how I feel about this. My gut tells me that they're going to stick to some sort of a sensible plan and have Bray Wyatt retain his universal title versus Goldberg. 
I also believe that that is the right plan. So I'm picking the Fiend by a hair. And I actually do believe that they're probably going to give us a better match than we actually expect them to. Because Bray Wyatt seems to thrive in like very physical, Haas type of matches. It's what he does best. My God, Brock held the title for 503 days. Yep. Starting to come back to you now. Remember, uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens had a match for the universe for the U.S. title, excuse me, at WrestleMania 33. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Would you rather Brock Lesnar have beaten Kevin Owens for the universal title? No, I would have rather had a universal title match between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 33 and have it be a blow-off feud between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg with nothing on the line except pride. Yeah, that wasn't in their plan. I know it wasn't in their plans, obviously, because it happened. Mm -hmm. But that's what I would have preferred. It still would have been great because Goldberg would have gone out on a shield, right? Mm -hmm. And it would have been an awesome match. But you did it for the Universal title and then had Brock hold it for 500 days. I get it. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going with The Fiend by a smidge to retain his Universal title at Super Showdown. I'm torn. Yeah, right? It's tough. I'm very torn. I was going to wait for this to be last, but that's okay. I do think it's probably going to main event, but it, you you kind of got me in that moment that I just... No, like, look, it, it, again, to me, if this main event's the show, Goldberg's winning. I have no doubt in my mind if this main event's the show, Goldberg's winning. Yo, this would be crazy that The Fiend won in Saudi Arabia and loses the title in Saudi Arabia. That would blow my mind. True. And then the problem is, if you have The Fiend lose here, what does he do at WrestleMania? Uh-huh. Whereas Goldberg, you can kind of pick and choose. In fact, personally, I would rather have Goldberg versus John Cena. Oh, that's a moneymaker. The only thing is, here's the... And I was reading this earlier today... I like it, but I don't love it because John hasn't wrestled that. I mean, when was the last time John had a match? January of last year in a tag team match with Becky Lynch and then whoever. And Andrade and Zelina Vega. That was John Cena's last match. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's. That was over a year ago. I mean, that's John's choice. I know it is, but that's my point. Like, you want to talk about. If I'm going to have Goldberg in a match with somebody, I need Goldberg to be in a match with a guy who can actually put him through the paces and actually get him to somewhere he needs to get to. Well, I mean, Cena's not the undertaker. I understand that, Mm -hmm. but Roman Reigns would probably get a better match out of Goldberg than John Cena can. And if that match happens, I think it's for the title. I know. I know. Because, uh, okay, By, by that logic, you're either saying Roman versus Goldberg is not for the title which means Roman isn't winning Chamber, which means The Fiend is facing somebody else at WrestleMania. Which I'm thinking that he's going to... I, I, my logic... I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just going to say it right now. I have a sneaky suspicion they're going The Fiend versus Big Batch John. Because they are thinking about giving John number So 17. for all the crap people give Roman, they're actually going to accept John Cena winning his 17th title against Bray Wyatt. I have a sneaky suspicion that, is the that they could do that. the most backwards logic 
ever. I know, but it's just a sneaky suspicion. Especially since John Cena owes Bray Wyatt a WrestleMania win. Yep. You know what? You know what I'd like to see though. You know what I'd like to? See? I'd actually like to see the rematch between Roman Reigns and John Cena. I know that sounds kind of stupid, but I actually would like to see that. That's just well, not that's happening. not going to be for the title either. I I don't need it to be for the title. I just would like to see that rematch. I I feel like they could do. A I lot just better can't than they envision did. a WrestleMania in Tampa where Roman's not wrestling for the title. Which means I think they're still going to stick with Bray versus Roman. Which means I'm picking Bray to win this match. Okay. Because everything else, people are just going to complain about. Even though they're going to complain about Roman being the one beating Bray Wyatt. It's upsetting. I know. It's very irritating. I just... I feel right. like... You you hurt Gold... I know it's going to sound crazy because he's 56. No. But you kind of do hurt Goldberg by having him lose to The Fiend. No. He's got this aura of him, right? I don't like think... Like, he lost in Saudi last time he was there. Yeah. But I would have told you he should have beaten The Undertaker in that match, too. I disagree. Well, obviously, I disagree because I picked The Undertaker to win that match. But like I, I know what you're talking about. But it's like, okay, well, you already had him lose to Taker. You really want him to lose to Bray Wyatt now? But, I mean, he's also 56, which means he shouldn't be wrestling, period. <sighs> picking Bray Wyatt. So we're both picking Bray Wyatt. There we go. And basically, Brock the, the, easiest, the easiest match to pick all year long. Versus Ricochet. But I will the, say this, uh, actually. WWE title. I will say this. I'm glad this match is happening, actually. Interesting. Because storyline-wise, it makes sense. It does make sense. Because he helped Drew get eliminated at the Rumble, and then he won the match to get this match. Yep. And not to mention, he owes Brock one because Brock was the one that hit him with the low blow first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the whole promo has been Paul saying Brock owes him one, but pretty sure that Brock was the one that hit Ricochet with the low blow the week prior to the Rumble, or two weeks prior to the Rumble. So, yeah, Brock owes Ricochet. I'm going to tell you this right now. I know for a fact these two are going to have a really good match. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be... I've been telling myself, uh, I, I have a sneaky suspicion that they're going to have Brock squash Ricochet in two minutes. I'm getting rid of that suspicion. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you how I feel. Ricochet is going to look like a million bucks versus Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar loves doing this with this. I've said this on countless occasions. Brock Lesnar loves having these types of matches with these guys. Mm-hmm. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins... I know you hate the Balor match, but I will mention the Balor match because Balor did get a little bit more offense than you give him credit for. Brock loves having oh Ray and obviously Ray. He likes having these matches with the small guys because the small guys are willing to sell for him, and for some whatever backwards reason, he likes to sell for them because he. I guess Brock has this thing where he really enjoys doing the David versus Goliath thing, as long as he wins nine times out of ten, right? So. I think that Ricochet is going to look fantastic in this match. I don't think he's going to win, obviously, because their 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 plan is Brock versus Drew. But I think that we're going to see a potential rise of Ricochet after this point. Not saying that he's going to be WWE champion by the end of the year, but I do believe that he if he performs really well against Brock Lesnar, it'll be a better it'll be a sign of better things to come for this young man. I'm going with Brock, but in a much better match than people are thinking. 
Who's the U.S. champion right now? Andrade. Yeah, I want to see Ricochet and Andrade for the oh, US title. Oh, hell yeah, I want to see Ricochet versus Andrade for the U.S. title. That'd mm-hmm. be dope. Yeah, you said it on the nose. Um, this is this is the easiest match to call because they're not going to do Drew versus Ricochet at WrestleMania. That would be stupid. Although that would be a great match because we've seen him have a good match. I didn't match, say but, it wouldn't be a good match. Yeah, Plus, but, I never need to see them be tag team partners ever again. Actually, it was Ricochet and Aleister Black. I just uh, fixed that in my mind. There you go. All good. Why I fixed uh, Aleister Black and Drew McIntyre to be the same person, I don't know. Uh, beard, long hair. Makes one's sense. got lots of tattoos and one uh, doesn't. Yeah, but I get it. By the way, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles next week. Good Lord. I did like that segment where uh, Alistair yeah. Black got beat up and then drug himself to the ring. And he whooped on Eric Rowan. Yeah. It was great. Weird that Eric Rowan got his ass kicked in that match, but sure. It was a good match between the two, though. Eric Rowan goes from like squasher to squashed. It's so funny how they book him. Yeah, He's supposed to be this creepy monster, and then he just gets squashed. Yeah. When he was Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan was the one that was booked super strong, even though he would take the pins in tag team matches. But Eric Rowan was the one that was being squashed. I don't know. So are you going with Brocky Boo? Yes. Do you actually think it's going to be a good match? Yes, I do. Okay. Because uh, going, uh, other than the Finn Balor match, I've liked most of his matches. Yes. Anytime he has a match with small guys, yeah, he just delivers. So I'm going to make an executive decision. I'm yeah. going to do an AEW Revolution show solo. Oh, you want to give it your own? Sh- I'm own going show? to. It, it, it needs its own time. Uh, all right. It needs its own time. Okay. Now I will say this: if you if you definitively tell me that you cannot keep up with AEW then we won't have a count against the predictions. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at the card right now, and I know for a fact everything that's going on. So I'm just going to give you my predictions right now, and then obviously you can go ahead well, and do more analysis. Here's, here's, here's what we'll do. We'll save it for the other video, or for, for the other show. You're going to do the show right after this? No. Oh, okay, I was about to say. No, that's but I'll crazy. do another show for right. this pay-per-view. Fair enough. It's my apologies. I should have actually talked this out earlier because I forgot it was this weekend because my life has been so crazy these past week, two weeks, whatever it is. So I will do an AEW Revolution show because, no offense, I've probably kept up with it a little bit more than you have. I mean, I, I'm not I, saying you haven't kept up with it, but you haven't watched all it, of their stuff. I mean, Hulu Live, man, the nuisance of my existence. There are six matches on that show. That will be a tease for our next show, which will be that show, the AEW Revolution show. That will be yours truly. I will get Jorge's picks, and we'll go from there. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. And I'll tell you what. Let me look at my schedule. If I can make it in for that show, that would be even better. We'll have a discussion. Yeah. I just The show's already gone on the way it is, and mm-hmm. plus I have a phone call to make before I head out for the evening as well, so I need to do that. So... That is going to do it for our preview and prediction show for Super Showdown 2020. Let's yep. quickly do our socials. The Double oh, Turn Podcast. Well, oh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Let's just go ahead and recap those picks one more time. So you and I are both picking AJ Styles to win the Two Wake Trophy. Yes. We're both picking uh, Bailey to retain and win. Uh, keep her SmackDown women's title. We are both picking Seth Rollins and Murphy to go ahead and retain the SmackDown tag team, or the Raw tag team titles, excuse me. We are both picking Miz and Morrison to win the SmackDown tag team titles from the New Day. You are going with Baron Corbin to win the Steel Cage match. I'm going with Roman Reigns. We're both picking The Fiend Bray Wyatt to retain the Universal title match, and we're both picking Brock Lesnar to retain the WWE title over Ricochet. Do I have that correct? You do. Excellent. Let's go Baron Corbin. 
or I should say King Corbin. Good times. Good old King, good old King Corbin. The one and the, the one and only J Man nineteen, Ross the Robots eighty five, the Double Turn podcast, all of those on Instagram. You can find this show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Radio Public, Castbox, Anchor. Pocket cast. Thank you. Boom. See, I always it's, forget it's one, okay. and it's always a different it's one. It's okay. And not to mention, guys, if you could please leave us a review and uh, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, right. that would be greatly appreciated. And follow us on Google Podcasts or on Spotify. That'd be dope as hell. There Let's it is. sign off, man. It's been a good show. That's going to do it for the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast with the J Man. I'm Boss Ross, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace.